I personally believe the way the entire model of care is being delivered, which is very much to nurse people, is a big part of the problem. Do we want to have that kind of life when we get to that age? We know it won't be good enough for us and we won't accept it, so it's not good enough for those who are there now. And we need to start really flipping the way we see ageing and the whole aged care model. Are you becoming increasingly aware of your advancing age? Do you wonder if you're making the most of your life or fear that the best years may be behind you? Welcome to Aging with Purpose, a podcast developed by Lydia Consi from Avanti Care to help create a movement for purposeful aging because every person and their needs matter. Through the six episodes of Series 1, we take you on a journey to help you understand the difference between passively growing old and proactively taking control in order to age with purpose. The key to ageing with purpose is education and preparation. In this episode, Lydia explains what it means to actually age with purpose and why this topic is so incredibly relevant, impactful and important. The Aging with Purpose podcast is a Narrative Network production. Lydia, it is an absolute pleasure to sit and chat with you about positive aging or aging with purpose. So we really want to unpack that and help our listeners understand what it is that this concept is about and the really key elements that add into that and what we can do about it, how we can help assist our ageing population. So to get us started though, can you give us a bit of context? What's your background? You know, how have you come to be a leader in this space? So my background is as a speech pathologist. I started over 20 years ago and I've had a range of experiences with rehabilitation settings um, and an acute care sector before I kind of fell into the aged care space probably around 19 years ago. And I think the reason that came about was that for many years, I had just been, you know, seeing residents within aged care facilities spending their days with absolutely no purpose. It was quite depressing. You'd see them sitting by a window or just staring at a TV day in, day out for hours on end. And and it just, it just never made sense to me. And so from that, Avanticare was born. Avanticare was born, yes, yes. And give us a little bit of an overview of that company and what you're hoping to achieve through Avanti. We basically provide allied health and wellbeing services to the aged care community, facilitating an individual's ability to achieve their optimum wellbeing, whatever that may be, and it'll vary for everybody. By enabling that, we hopefully facilitate their ability to engage what's meaningful for them and purposeful in their life. And that's the crux of it, our whole platform, our whole philosophy is around facilitating purpose in one's life. And so what does it mean to age with purpose? I think quite simply, it's just the same as living with purpose. It's having a reason to get up in the morning. You know, we have to race the kids to school or go to work or whatever it is we're doing. That is what is stripped away so easily for people once they enter care, and particularly residential care. And what tends to happen is we then go in and over care for people and purpose is the first thing to go. And, you know, obviously as we age, we will lose certain function we used to have very easily when we were younger. We, you know, that's, that's the nature of aging we get that but we over nurse and we over care and that actually makes the decline far more rapid 
I know you have a mission statement with Avanti Care that is to create a movement for purposeful ageing because every person and their needs matter. So you've embarked on a number of different things to follow this purpose and to follow this passion and to help others live a life with purpose. And one of those things is to create this podcast series. Mm. The podcast series will be six episodes, which are rolling out over the next few weeks. Tell us why you think sharing this information is going to be important and what listeners can expect from listening to the podcast series. I think many of the listeners will probably have a bit of a, an understanding about the fact that aged care in Australia is pretty well a broken system. There is a, a Royal Commission currently underway. There's a real mistrust amongst the community for the aged care sector. And I think not only those in the community, but those in the sector as well need to start seeing that we are overcomplicating, we're definitely overregulating. And so we need to almost take a step back and look at the way we deliver care within Australia, within the sector, from a big picture point of view. I personally believe the way the entire model of care is being delivered, which is very much to nurse people, is a big part of the problem. Do we want to have that kind of life when we get to that age? I mean, I don't think it's it's not good enough. It, we, we know it won't be good enough for us and we won't accept it. So it's not good enough for those who are there now. And so then really this movement, a key part of it is a re-education Absolutely. process. Yep. So through this podcast series, are some of the people that are going to come on and talk as yeah. guests, are they part of this re-education requirement? Well, we've, we've specifically sort of tried to find people who I think will help that that education process. So I'm I'm quite a passionate believer of neuroplasticity and the way the brain works. When you don't use certain aspects and parts of the brain, they will decline, that the brain mapping shrinks. And so if we want to continue our function for as long as possible, we need to know that we're still utilising as much of that brain as possible. So it was quite important for me to have someone, and that's why we've looked at Laura Mosley, someone who's in that space who can talk about how we can be quite in control of things like our pain and 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 the way in which we age um, so that we can actually understand that it's it's very much a responsibility of us as individuals and, and the things we put into place like exercise, like keeping active, like having purpose, like still being engaged socially with people People. Those things are so critical to ensure that your brain function stays at its optimum for as long as possible. So they're the reasons for looking at someone like Lorimer. And even in the community, we've asked Peter to speak from, from Unley Council because um, they've embraced a lot of this whole ageing more purpose in the community. And that's where a lot of this needs to start. So it is an issue that impacts at so many different levels, you know, at different levels of government with different areas of community and different service providers. So how do you create a cohesive conversation around mm, that? Yeah, the strength lies in the community themselves. I think if we can if we can change the way we deliver models, I mean, us as an organisation at AvantiCare, we're actually trying to um, deliver our models differently so it demonstrates better outcomes and others will then follow. And I think we have power in what we're doing on the front line. Um, if we can change the way we deliver things and the demand increases for different types of models of care and people see that a different approach can work, the community will start to engage. They'll start to demand that. They'll start to um, have a voice for that. And that's going to lead to a greater change at the higher levels because they'll start to see what's wanted and what isn't wanted. You won't get that responsiveness, I don't think, if they if there isn't the demand from the community. But the community themselves need to be educated about what is out there. Um, if you ask someone in the street about what, you know, how they think they'll 
the aging process will be. They will most of the time they'll say, oh, well, I don't want to end up in a nursing home. And, and that's a real fear for a lot of people, but it's because there's a stigma. There's a stigma around what aging is. We, we actually fear it rather than embracing it and seeing how positive it can be. So we need to educate at that level as well. Mm. And it's interesting because, you know, I agree, there is this real fear around, you know, I don't want to be in a nursing home. Yeah. But then if you go further with that question and say, well, what's the alternative? Mm. Do people know? No, I don't think really people do. I think they have this sort of preconceived idea of you get to a certain age, you can't do things for yourself anymore, you need someone to nurse you, you end up in a nursing home and you can no longer contribute to society. You can't, you, you, you have no purpose anymore. And so we all pull back and shut down. Look at when someone retires, and there's actually been studies done on this. So when someone retires, unless there's someone who's quite actively involved in the community or volunteering or they have a hobby, what will tend to happen is there's this whole idea of, well, you can't do that anymore. We're worried about the risk and we're managing the risk. But we're, what we're doing is creating this really kind of perverse risk in which people actually decline further by holding them back from doing other things. And that's the danger. But it's interesting to me that even though people are recognising that the nursing home isn't something they want to do and they're not really giving themselves alternatives, what's the blocker there and why are people not going, oh, well, I don't want to be in a nursing home so I'm going to instigate this or I'm going to do that? They don't know the alternatives. They don't realise their ageing doesn't have to be a, a specific preset pathway that it can be, you can be an active older person, you can still exercise, you can still work and be involved in your community. And you personally have, you know, a fantastic example in your father of just, you know, that exactly that. Maybe you can share that story because it's a beautiful story. Yeah, yeah. So um, my mother passed away three years ago at about the age of 67, so she was by no means in that, you know, later older age bracket. My father was starting to get a lot of health issues. Um, there had been a lot of stresses with her illness and he actually had uh, advanced prostate cancer that had been spreading, uh, was diagnosed with diabetes just before mum passed away. Blood pressure was shooting up. Uh, there was a whole range of things happening. And then after she passed away, obviously there's a grieving period, I get that, but my father's a very has a very positive outlook on life. And so his view was you need to just get on with things. And that's exactly what he did. So I look at the process over the last three years and it's been the best thing for him. He's learned to cook. He's learned to you know, look after a home. He still works. He's 76, almost 77 now. He still works. He's an estimator, electrical estimator. So he doesn't have to do the physical labor, but he still goes there, socializes with people at his work, um, develops plans. So for him, he's got this real strength of purpose. I have seen a real change in his health. Um, his cancer, he had got some metastases and some secondary cancer crop up a couple of years ago. They treated it again and it has regressed and it's really well under control. His diabetes is now back within normal limits. Now he exercises every day, eats really well. He's just looking really well and he's enjoying his life as best as possible. And I actually see his health improve significantly over the last three years, as opposed to when he was having to stay at home and care care for his sick wife. So, and, and I can see everything that I talk about in my work, he put that into place instinctively without me saying anything. And and, it, and it's, it's exactly, um, you know, the outcomes have been fantastic for him. Mm. So, and he is absolutely aging with purpose. Absolutely. He's got clearer purpose now than ever before. Yeah. And one of the interesting things there though, is that he's still working. So- I think one of the things we were talking about before is around risk and, yes. and this, you know, uh, this view of aging yes. and workplaces don't always necessarily right. encourage people to work yeah. over, what is it, 70 or yeah. 65. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that's part of it, like changing our approach to yes. the workplace? Yeah, and that's an interesting point that you've just raised. So um, obviously they've modified what he does with his work. He can't go out necessarily and, you know, go in the roofs and pull wires like some of the younger electricians. 
kids. But what he does is he estimates the plan. So he's in an office. It's quite a, a low labor job. It's not like he's actually, it's more of a supervisory role. So they've modified the role to suit him. But what they've done is also really embraced his wisdom and his 40 plus years of experience that he can bring to the role. And he estimates better than any of the guys there can. Um, and that's what I think we need to do as a community. We need to look at how can we modify roles to become more inclusive for those who are aging. That allows purpose in a, in a way that, that you can't get anywhere else when someone feels they can still contribute even through work to that extent and, and allows people to still be financially independent as well to some extent. And it's that over-risk sensitivity, mm. you know, they're making these rules and regulations based on a physical deterioration yeah. rather than anything else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, I mean, well, when you want to talk about risk, it's just so obvious within within the residential care space. It's such a risk-averse environment. Everything's done for them. So they're basically their only purpose in the day is to get up, eat and potentially be involved in some basic activities that are offered. Then what tends to happen is they decline so rapidly, they become chair bound or bed bound. And then suddenly you've got risks of all the issues around not being mobile. And so you have all the health related problems that start to kick in. Or if they're bed bound, you get wounds and bed sores. I mean, we're not, we, we, we're trying to manage one area of risk and we're creating another. I, I don't see how that fits. Yeah. It's good to see that the new aged care standards that are basically coming into place as of the 1st of July are now acknowledging risk. They have risk built into the standards. Um, It allows us to be more flexible in the way we can deliver care. I think purpose is becoming the new kind of frontier um, and certainly there's, it's not soft science. There's a lot of really hard evidence coming out of the US particularly around how we can benefit from having purpose in our life. So the studies are actually linking in quite a strong way a purpose to cognitive improvement or at least reducing cognitive decline. Uh, one study I know rec- I recall looked at um, a 30% reduction in cognitive decline by having purpose in one's life. We can keep Alzheimer's at bay for longer. One study uh, looked at um, keeping Alzheimer's at bay for two and a half years longer by having purpose in their life. So we have to look at our well-being as being really a whole model and what we do out of anti-care we and even in the way we deliver our model and establish any sort of programs and models we put together we really look at does it tick the boxes of all the dimensions of well-being so you know there are seven dimensions of well-being that is physical wellness emotional wellness intellectual wellness social spiritual environmental and occupational wellness and all of those need to be in balance somewhat for us to be at our optimum ability and optimum well-being if someone is no longer socially active um, everything else starts to fall to it all falls apart so it's really important that anything we deliver within within this space we should be looking at are we facilitating um, and tapping into those different dimensions of wellness um, to to have the, the best kind of overall well-being so you're looking at seven different elements of wellness trying to create this degree of purpose all within di- different sort of parameters of health and and physical capacity and, and mental capacity So this is not going to be an easy task. No, it's a big task, Amelia. What are the next steps? I mean, this is obviously, as you acknowledge, it's it's a massive task. It's not something I can do on my own. Um, And so part of my kind of uh, plan is to try and uh, educate and speak as much as possible to build a momentum. I really want to align with others who see this and get it and want to be a part of this process. I'm hoping that as a part of this podcast series, listeners will really start to understand that there are other alternatives and other options to the way we age and actually almost 
almost um, be empowered to take that control back. Um, at the moment, you get to a certain point and you feel your control is gone and you feel your choice is gone and, and you, you hand that over to the provider. To be honest, I think going forward, there needs to be more control with the consumer. So if you understand and educate yourself about what's available and what choices you have, you can have a stronger voice and actually have some control and some say in the way you age. So I'm hoping this information gives listeners the, the ability to feel empowered to start taking that journey. Thanks for listening to Aging with Purpose. Links to references mentioned in today's episode are included in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and our Avanti Care newsletter to keep informed and ensure you never miss an episode. To subscribe and to access a wide range of useful resources, head to our website www.avanticare.com.au. The Aging with Purpose podcast is produced by Narrative Marketing, who believe that storytelling can positively impact the world. Interview questions in this episode were asked by Amelia Veal.